Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up! That was wow. great. That was you're, awesome. You're in like an empty room, right? Yeah. Because you're like mid-move. I don't know how much we want to let everyone know. Oh, that's fine. Uh, maybe You're by moving from point A to point B. We won't tell them your address or anything. We won't dox you on the podcast. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. And, well, do um, you want to be doxed? I don't know what doxing is. What is that? When if I were to like use your personal information against you, basically. Oh, no, I don't do that. But I've given my number <laughs> out on the pod. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, I got one phone call, and it was from Bob, and I'll always remember it. It was great. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Um. But anyway, I'm uh, John yeah, Stenning, moving. Justin Adam K, and we are here with Danielle Holland. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hello. Hi, thank you for joining us. Yeah, welcome to the pod. Yeah, Thanks. welcome to Justin's neurotic um, hour. That's what we're changing the name of the episodes till he moves, till the move is finished. The Justin's neurotic hour. Just How you like doing, bud? Here, like fussing with my hands. Yeah, you're like mid. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, Danielle, you just moved. Don't worry, we won't dox you either. This is not a show for doxing. <laughs> is there, are there doxing shows where they just have people on and get their address and go, fuck you, hang up? Honestly, you, you could do anything on a podcast, so I, <laughs> wouldn't, I really wouldn't doubt it. Um, so, yeah, some people maybe never heard the show before. Uh, we're going to break down your childhood, specifically a couple things that you picked, uh, media and food-wise. But we would like to paint a picture of the type of stuff you did in your free time when you were a kid? Did you, like, watch a lot of stuff, listen to a lot of music, uh, spend time outside, inside? How did that shape up for you? Growing up, I definitely was more of an outside kid, but music was, like, really important in our household. My dad has just always been a collector. Yep. Um, so he really liked, like, live music. So he oh, always, cool. like like postal service, like cassette tapes from like people around the world. And they'd like share like music. Was he a deadhead? Wow. So. Hmm? Was he a deadhead? I know that's like a very, no. tape trading is very big with the Grateful Oh, Dead. very interesting. Yeah, he was definitely like from that like, like group of people, but he specifically was more like blues. Like it was always Stevie Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, stuff like that growing up. So that's super was, cool. And so all that communication takes place like via snail mail, right? Like postal yeah. service. Right, they so you're had, like um, sending a note that has all of the the track lists and the story behind the recording and stuff like that. They did. Um, I think it started with like a small group of people that like he would like went to school with or not school, but like just knew from like his music scene. But yep. I like ultimately like AOL at the time had like just come out with like chats that you could like talk to people that like had nice. similar interests, and I know that it definitely like got a lot more like grand for him as far as like meeting new people and, and being able to, you know, trade through that, that group. But yeah, that's so that cool. was definitely like, a big thing growing up was just, Oh, there was always music on. We didn't do a lot of TV or, or movies, which is why I brought music today. Hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Justin loves it. I, I do. I yeah. also am loving this tape trading story because I've never done that, but I'd like to believe that um, I'm the new generation of that with, my old blog that I have that's yeah. just like filled with live shows from bands mm-hmm. and like um even in quarantine it's been like my sole mission to find every live stream and record them or rip them so that like yeah you know <laughs> 10 years from now when we're like remember 2012 although at this point fuck 2020 like I don't remember shit but um <laughs> you know 
the music, you know, all the live streams, they're very special. They're weird sets. The artists don't know how to deal with them. And like, it's making for cool, interesting um, listening. And so I think it's important to like have all that shit. And like, even before that, just always sharing MP3s of live shows and like just meeting people in lines. I'm like, Oh, you know, you like this band. She's like, go to my website and, you know, download whatever you want. I just think that that's super cool to do. Yeah. Well, it's cool to be able to like have a hub of that too. Like, like you said, to be able to share that with other people. Yeah. There's nothing better than live music. And that's the toughest part about 2020. And I know that Justin, John, I'm sure you go to shows too, but I know Justin, it's important to you to hit up shows as it is for me. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's a bummer. I got nothing to get the wiggles out anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? The wiggles? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck is that? You've That's never like, said that before. He just wants to shink it. Yeah, you gotta, it is? just gotta like let like all the shit that just like pence up for uh-huh. like Mike in between up. Yep. show to show. You yep. go, you sing it out, you you dance, you fucking mosh, whatever you do at the show, you you let it out, you let the wiggles out. That's do you still mosh and dance? Like, do you still like dance as much as I bob my head? You know. So the at this point, uh, we're we're getting a little uh, off topic here. But at this point, when I, go I mean, to the we're going to talk about music. For I know. The whole I know. First segment. So I think this is we could segue into what we're going to talk about pretty easily here, bud. Yeah. So um, when I go to a show, more often than not, I actually go by myself. So because I go by myself, I tend to like. You know, especially in the winter, it's like, oh, I have a coat and like, oh, I want to get a beer. And like, if I want to use the bat, like, so I tend to stay back, especially also because I have glasses. And so uh, oh, I've lost, I love this. I've loved, I've lost a number of glasses. I actually have show glasses that I would wear for a time, which were like wow. held together with fucking car. duct tape. They're glued. <laughs> yeah. I've never knew about this. Um, Danielle also wears glasses. Some people can't see that. And like, get, she gave like a head nod, you know, when, when <laughs> Justin said that, that was, that was yeah. amazing. So, so Danielle gets it because at, so if I ever go to a show with moshing with other people and I could be like, Oh, Hey, hold my beer and glasses while I go mosh for a song. <laughs> Right. I've done that. <laughs> I'm all about that. Like I would love to yeah. do that every time. Yeah. Um, but like I don't often get to do that much anymore because you know I'll just go see a show by myself and that's like a it's equally fun to go by. I'm not like trying to have a pity party or anything like that. I am like all about doing that by myself, but I just I do tend to like find a great eyeline spot and watch the show. Yeah, it's just easier, especially I mean, yeah. we're in our thirties now. Come on. Right. Right. You know. But certain I think um I think the last time I got in a pit was um, the starting line for their, like, they did, like, a reunion show of sorts, like, last year. Um, oh, okay. And, like, there was a couple of songs they did that I was like, I, I, I gotta go. To. I Hear it, and you're in. just like, I gotta go up. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm in. I'm going. And uh, I just, like, threw that's the my only shit. time you'll find me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, that's that's what uh, going to shows is like. Uh <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's you know, it, we can mostly really edit it out. Area. And it's a free podcast, so anyone who complains, shove it. Um, yeah. Danielle, what was, the la- what, was, <laughs> what was the last <laughs> the last show you went to? Do you know, like, do you know off the top of your head? Um, it was of Montreal at Columbus Theater. And it was oh, cool. so good and so, like, alive. Like, there was just so much going on on the stage as far as visuals and it was just so beautiful. And right before them, I got to see Jenny Lewis, who was like my absolute oh, favorite yeah. musician ever. And she was also like, we had balloons in Columbus Theater. Like that was a whole moment. So it wasn't a bad time to like go off on, but yeah. still, we had some good tickets this year, me and my show buddy. 
Andrea. So. Oh, that you didn't get to. Yeah, yeah we didn't get to go. We had there like. So um, many fucking good ones. Oh. I had, we, Andrea oh. treated me to, uh, uh, it was like VIP tickets to see Bright Eyes. I've never seen Bright wow. Eyes. It was like so exciting, but it's okay. We'll do it next year. We'll do, I also yeah, had tickets right. to see Ramstein. So that oh, was shit. That bummer cool. to <laughs> miss out on that one. Uh, they definitely open and close with Duhas, don't they? They definitely open and close with that. They probably played in the middle too. They just seem like I was one just of those gonna bands. say. I'm pretty sure it's just that consecutively. Yeah. Do they have other music? Like- I, I don't know. I just would listen to <laughs> Duhas for like 45 minutes to an hour and a half, no problem. Um, Danny, before we get into your pick specifically, um, you talked about you know your your dad had music always in the house. Did you play any music? Did you grow up playing an instrument or anything? No, I played like like could play like um three songs on the guitar two songs on the piano and then i played clarinet and band and marching band. <laughs> but besides that i am it's just not something i own inside of me i i'm with you i cannot play anything at all justin <laughs> always has always wanted to start a band to this day yeah but instead but i started like... a podcast <laughs> yeah don't say it don't say it i won't let's move on please thank you um, okay so do you do you know uh danny like i guess I guess your dad probably had a big influence on you, but like, is that what makes you feel such a connection to music even to this day? Like the way that that was like part of your household or, or was it something further? I think that music, like there's just bands that like remind you so vividly of certain times. So I think that music in general for me just kind of like timelines, like my life. So like, if I think about like a certain time, I think about the friends I had or like what was going on in my life and immediately, like, what was I listening to? So it just kind of all correlates in one. He um, he definitely was a big influence, like, when it came to, like, going to live shows. I got to go to my first concert in, like, third grade. I got to nice. see Jagged Little Pill, uh, Alanis Morissette tour. And oh, my God. Don <laughs> is freaking out right now. Holy shit. That, that, was, a, that was a pretty epic first show, though. I, I mean, bet, I remember, yeah. like, it was, that we album, were at Great Woods. And so good. That kept, the cassette was my first like, like yeah. that was my first like. From I top to that. bottom, it, mine. I think it's so good. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I still have like, it in rotation now, for sure. She, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, we're gonna talk about a band that might be considered emo a bit, but Alanis Morissette, man, holy shit, the emotions in mm-hmm. that that album like every time you scratch my neck down someone else's back i hope you feel it i love that so i think much. it's coming back to me like me and jocelyn screaming alanis morissette in the car. i 100 believe it we have done it we've done it within the past few <laughs> months here at our house i that song that whole album absolutely rips that's such a cool cool experience third grade too huh nice. yeah pretty young but they the show's like I, I got to go to like one a year, like growing up, yeah. but then it didn't really like fully start like where we were going like every weekend um, until like seventh grade. And then that's when it was just like, we're like, who are we going to see this weekend? Because that's yeah. what we did when, well, that's what my dad and I did when I would sleep over because I do have divorced parents. So yeah. When- yeah, was that no? So like, was it a total like a different range of live music? Like, were you seeing local bands? Like, were you seeing? Oh, it like- was just whoever was playing at Lupo's. My dad's uh, oh, best friend when I was wow. growing up was one of the bou- the, the head bouncer there. So uh, he, he it was so basically cool. like I got to go play, listen to music, and do what right. I wanted to do, and he got to go hang out with his friend hang out and with his buddy. Yeah, you know. 
smoke weed probably. Stone yeah. shit. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. So is that how you discovered punk rock for lack of, uh, you know, whatever that term means now, but I know. Right. Well, I definitely was, uh, Alkaline Trio was actually not my first pick because when I think of childhood, I think of like, what was like that defining moment with music for me. And I yeah. literally would like went from like rotating Spice Girls to Slipknot self-titled album, but I know that shockingly yeah. that is, we've fun. not done much music, but that is one that we've Slipknot. done. Yeah. 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 So, um, the next, I think, phase in like, you know, like what influenced like things that I decided I wanted to listen to besides Slipknot was Alkaline Trio. And that's where like, I was definitely like into the fact that they were like a little bit devilish and they worship Satan and like, they were definitely like in my, like in my cup, but they just like, it was a little different. And after like starting to listen to them, I just got poppier and poppier. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. It was fun. So like in terms of punk rock and then like more specifically pop punk and emo, you sort of, you say you would go towards the more pop punk area of that. I think that from like specifically looking at each year, like it went from like, I loved like metal and hardcore. And then like, I kind of like established like a good group of friends that I still have to this day. And we listened to like Saves the Day and Newfound Glory. And that was right. like, I might have like made fun of Newfound Glory at one point in my life because I yeah, was hell like, hell yeah, oh. I still do to this but day. But then, <laughs> uh, you know, because that's what people... true metal kids do. True metal kids like us <laughs> will make fun of Newfound Glory. But Justin, love it, but no, absolutely so good. But Justin knows that no, they're just a good band. You don't have to like, because there was such like a, you didn't want to be a poser, you know? Uh, like, I, I've told this story on the podcast, I think a few times, but, um, there, I think people listening, probably probably a lot of people listening, but then uh, you two, I think, definitely know Jarrett Blinkhorn. Yes. He used to work at, um, he worked at the deli counter at Stop and Shop. And yes. uh, in like eighth or ninth grade, I had a leather jacket that was filled with like Newfound Glory and Good Charlotte patches that I bought at Newberry Comics. And I had all the safety pins because, it. you know, I didn't know what I was doing, right? I went to, wore, I wore a uniform. Yeah, you're finding day. yourself. Well, I was finding myself. Yeah. So anyway... He wanted me to fuck with me. And of course, I'm at the deli counter with my mom, right? Hell Wearing yeah. my stupid yeah. leather coat, thinking right. like I'm cool shit. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, dude, did you see uh, Good Charlotte played Lupos the other night? And there was like a stabbing there? And like, <laughs> like, no, dude, I definitely did it. And obviously, like, I'm never going to be able to go see this show ever again now because you're yeah. just like trying to like call me out in front of my mom about like me being an idiot and like super funny now like i love that oh story. Jarrett rules he lived um, in my neighborhood growing up and he was always someone i looked up to yeah you know, a couple, um, a couple years that, older than us yeah that you know so yeah you got made fun of for liking good charlotte and newfound glory and whatever and like good charlotte good charlotte you deserve it. definitely good yeah. charlotte i just yeah. can't i'm but, sorry yeah. and you know why Never. you know why they suck because they were full of shit do you know the songs yeah. they sang about their dad being a deadbeat and it turns out he was at every show and was like super supportive. And like, that was just like a gimmick for them to like sell records or whatever. And I fucking hate that. You found glory. That's not them. You found glory is just like dudes from Florida kids who have just been trying to like do music for their life. Like but it's not their fault. They're from Florida. No, it's not. That's yeah. why they don't live there anymore. One of them does. Good. They did a like, uh, was it like a making of the like music video or something like that? 
um, I can't remember if it was like the MTV version or if it was just like on YouTube and they, I think it was for hit or miss. And that was like the first time that I was just like, oh, there are a bunch of punks. Like I, yeah. like I can, I can be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause you don't always like, you don't always think that like the personality of people in bands playing pop punk, they're not like, they might not necessarily be just like clean cut people. Like, uh, I met, I met the guys in Reliant K once, you know, like I went mm-hmm. on a shopping spree with the guys of Reliant K. That's, that's really so exciting. Thing, dude. It's that an insane so, story. Yeah. So cool. How did and, you, you do know, that? Um, I basically like, so I won it through a contest through 92 pro FM. They were coming to town and they were playing the Dunkin' Donuts center. And, uh, there was this, like, it was like trivia. You could go on their website and play trivia and get points and a certain mm-hmm. amount of points. You could like enter the contest, but I like spammed the website. Basically I went on there. I took you know, I'm winning. <laughs> tons and tons and tons of trivia and got all of these points. And they straight up called me and they were like, Hey, we didn't even do the drawing. You were far and beyond anyone else like in the area in terms of like submission. So we want to, that is so exciting. It ruled. And we went How old on, were you when that happened? It was junior year of high school. Okay. And I got to take uh, my girlfriend at the time and her sister. And we went, all three of us. And uh, it was, I had a shopping spree at Newberry Comics. They, I spent $500, like on, wow. you know, Holy 90, moly. 92 Pro FM's dime. And so that was the best part about it. Reliant K, uh, some people don't know, like a Christian pop punk band, right? Yeah. They, they sing about God a lot. Not only God, but they sing about like teenage problems and stuff. But they were very like Christian based. And I just assumed that all of them were good Catholic boys, like I was sort of around that time, right? <laughs> and um, two or three of them were straight up metalheads. And they like, I bought I bought that Cursive album that you and I have talked about more than once, the Ugly uh, Organ one. They had so me buy good. That. It's like Silverstein, album. all that sort of shit that was like Norma Jean, I, like my first uh, Norma Jean album, my first one. Under Oath album, all that sort of shit like that they were like, no, dog, listen to this. You know, and I was like, oh, wow, these dudes are way more hardcore. They just like that was the type of music that they that they found, you know. And Mm -hmm. so like that to me was so interesting. Like, oh, yeah, of course, these people have personalities now as a 32 year old. I understand that. But like as a kid, you just think that they're like, oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah, right. right, Exactly. Yep. Um, My first memory of you, John, is in a Reliant K shirt. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I fucking love, I mean, I still listen to them a lot. Uh, yeah. Justin always sends me links when they put out new shit and I'll listen to it. And it's, yeah. they still make music now. They do. Yeah. I love when I hear stuff like that, and, even and if it's a band I wasn't that into. I don't, they haven't done anything under the band name, but like Matt Thiessen. Matt Thiessen. Name? Yeah. The he, he's like right. active. He's still All definitely pumping shit yeah. out. And um, the only thing I saw recently was they made like a, um, like a 40 track, playlist album that like the play the the track list of the album was determined by the fans so like oh interesting fans like voted on which track should be on, on this, their songs on yeah, yeah of overline k songs should be on this album and then they they put that out as like a best of like double vinyl very cool listen to that but anyway we're here to talk about alkaline trio that's true so yeah, and specifically one of their albums right yeah god damn it yeah hell yeah their debut studio album, 1998, it came out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Alkaline Trio, they're, wow, oh my God, I never, wow, I feel like an idiot. There's three of them, and they're called the Alkaline Trio. Holy shit. I never really thought of it like they were a trio, but was there ever more than three people? No, they've always no. had just three. They started with three, and they've sort of gone through a few different like iterations of the band too, right, over the years? 
think yeah, it was- but it was like early on. They, um, I think, Glenn Porter was, I think, the drummer originally, yeah. Um, yeah. and he just like couldn't tour with them or whatever. And they, that was, I think, the Hot Water split. I'm sorry, Hot Water Music split that they did. Is that who uh, Hot Water Music is? It's like someone from this band. Oh. No, uh, oh. it was just. I think they were both just like on whatever record label at the time. Um, it might have been Vagrant. I can't remember. That but, sounds um, right. But but yeah, oh. so they they ended up getting Derek Grant from the Suicide Machines, and I already had such a oh, okay. love for him. So when he joined Offline Trio, I was just like, this is awesome. But then they put out what was it called? It's Good Morning. And it just like today, I love that album. But then yeah. I was just like, this is like really, I don't know. It was just very Philly and just a little, uh, it wasn't as raw as their first album or their first okay. couple of albums. They yeah. it was just, it had a different sound. It was just more professional, I guess. And I wasn't looking for that with them. I just wanted like a little shitty three piece pop punk band. <laughs> <laughs> and but you and you've been like a, you've been a fan of them since like the whole you know from from the first time you heard them until now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe you were probably the first person that like that I you know person that I knew that really liked them. It's a band that I had heard of, but I also I always remember sort of like it being one of your favorite bands, like when we were in high school and college. Oh and stuff, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, ever since I started listening to them, I definitely think that the love just like grew. I mean over the last decade, my music taste is, I listen to more NPR than music these days. So it's just, you know, whatever is on is on, but it's definitely in the rotation. I love uh, Spotify because they like make playlists for you. So basically if you've listened to it at some point, like while having Spotify, it'll eventually like come onto something. And it's exciting. I like that. It's my, my daily excitement. (laughs) So I'm just curious, did you listen to the, uh, I guess it's, wow, it feels like it came out like yesterday, but I'm now seeing it came out in 2018. So it's almost two years old, but the one with the phone on it, the cursed, did you listen to that album from Alkaline Trio, the latest one? I did like a playthrough a few times, but I didn't really give it any energy or time. Um, I thought about doing it before coming on here, but they just, they, they have like nine studio albums. And I was yeah, listening to the live nice. stuff because I love that like they never like play their music live the way they play it on their albums. Like it's generally the same, but like he, like they always like switch the lyrics and they, I don't know, they always are having like a good time and their live stuff is really fun. I don't know if that's the only way that you listen to it, Justin, but it's definitely a lot different. The, the live that you were listening, the past live album. Yeah. I, I, um, it was kind of shocking. So like, so I, I, John will laugh at this cause we were just kind of talking about last night, but, um, I'm in a music club as well, which is like a book club, but you know, the, the members all pick an album. And so we've done God yeah. damn it before that one of the members of the group picked God damn it. And I think like, I might've only listened to the studio version once. And then I happened to see that, Oh, there's, they have a live version. Like I'd rather just like, this is how they sound. And this is more, this is like a recent thing at the, you know, at mm-hmm. the time. So it's like, Oh yeah, this is what they really sound like. This is what I want to hear. And then, um, and then I kind of only listened to that. And then I listened to that again to get started for your pick today. And I went back to the studio version and I was like, wow, this is like, so it's just kind of weird. Like it doesn't sound like I understand there's live versus studio, but even then right. like, the music was like a little different or so, something was like a little bit, not the same. And um, 
you know, I, I prefer the live version, but I, you know. They have a lot of fun when they play live. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. But God damn it, they recorded in like nine hours. Like, wow. They they did, uh, which is wicked funny, because if you actually listen to some of the songs, like, um, I think it's My Little Needle where he does it. But they recorded Dan's backup vocals first. And I think I remember this properly. And um, and then they went in and just recorded like each person because Dan had to like leave to go on tour for something else. He's the bass oh, player. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But his like he has this like adorable like lisp when he sings. So it's just all of his like um, all of his backing vocals are like way too loud. They just don't match up. So it is definitely like really fun to listen to like that studio like like when they recorded it versus like the live stuff that they do now. It's definitely they've gotten a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, I mean you know, when you're young and yeah, they, they weren't like, like I, they sing a lot about doing drugs, but they didn't like really like heavily do drugs or anything like that. But um, they definitely drank. So a lot of their, like, I remember going to concerts and just being like, I flew to Chicago to see them once and oh it was so that bad. Rules. That's where oh, they're from, right? Ooh, they're from Chicago. That sucks. You hate to, yeah. you yeah. hate to see that. Well, it, I mean, it was cool because it was Riot Fest. It was like the fourth oh, one that they ever did. Yeah. But um. So it was really cool and it was a small little intimate venue and it, well, I mean intimate, but like it was not what Riafis is today. But um, yeah, so going out, like they were just like, obviously back in their hometown, probably having a really good time. And you of could course. tell that they ended up probably cutting the set short because they only played about six songs and then got off the stage and wow. everybody else played way longer. So that was like a little bit of a bummer, but they've made up for it tenfold. I've actually seen them, I think, 12 or 13 times now. Fucking A. So, yeah. That rules. Is it the band you've seen the most? Um, I mean, besides like friends bands. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. 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 That's um, so cool. Is So God damn it. The first album, first one you heard are your favorite tracks on that album. Or do you actually um, have favorites on a different album? I think like my favorite song is uh, goodbye forever. That's on, I uh, that I lied my face off EP. Yep. Um, that was like the first song that I ever heard by them. And it wasn't just like the song. It, there was like a music video that came with it. And it was just, again, it was just funny. And they were having a good time and being little pranksters and stuff. And I was just like, oh, like I'll listen to this. And then I saw their aesthetic and like with like the devil lock and like the yeah. black makeup down their eyes. And I was just like, oh, I need to look into this a little bit more. And they had a two albums out at that point or three albums out at that point. But goddamn, it was definitely the first one that I listened to. Um, From here to infirmary, that album cover still freaks me out. I'm looking really? at it right now. And those <laughs> fucking eyes, I think they are so, they, they have like the petrifying. white contacts in. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't, you um, can't see their eyeballs. Yeah. You can't see their pupils. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It really gets me. I mean, but my favorite track from, from um, Alkaline Trio is on that album. Because I think it was the first one. Yeah. Um, Private Eye. I fucking love Private Eye. Yeah, I, so. Like, years will go by. And I don't, like, play this song regularly or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be in the shower and I'm, like, singing Private Eye. I just, like, start singing it. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I like I don't know. I don't know why that's – it's just such a it's great so catchy. story-telly song. And that, too. Yeah. He's such a, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, writer, um, yeah. Matt, just because – like everything that he writes about has a completely different meaning than what you're probably like anticipating. And I loved, uh, what was it called? Songmeetings.net or whatever when we were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like always reading like what people thought, like this interpreted. And then 
uh, they actually had come out with like, um, like documentaries and stuff over the years talking about like their favorite albums. And I think they broke down. Uh, it was either from Here to Infirmary or God Damn It. And it was just, I mean, at the time, it's just cool to listen to it from their perspective. And obviously like really understand, because it's so fun to be able to like manipulate music to like kind of fit your mood and, and yeah. just interpret it to like whatever's going on in your life. But to hear, you know, like I told you, the first couple of songs are about being a bike messenger in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, you wouldn't think that some of them are just, my favorite is that cop song actually. Yeah, <laughs> right now, that's rules. a good one to, to yeah. play in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's calling out his friend for becoming a cop, right? That's that yeah. song? Yeah. It's right. actually, I think it's about um, like a specific cop that used to fuck with them because him and his friends were all bike messengers. And this person was just like always there and always just being a dick. And it's like, you're like, you're living the elements, you're working, like, just give the kids breaks. Like, right, who cares, like, what they look like or what they're doing? Yeah. Right. Fuck the police. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, when was the last, like, do you listen to this album often? No. Uh, no. Probably haven't listened to it in its entirety in maybe, like, five years. Okay, but. cool. Well, you'll listen to select tracks, like, some maybe some of your more favorite tracks, or it'll come up. Like Spotify on random shuffle. Spotify or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, a lot of their discography does come up, but I definitely haven't given them as much time as I have the last two weeks because I was anticipating. Oh, yeah. Prepping for this. <laughs> this. Yeah. They got yeah. something new coming out, some new uh, seven inch yeah. with two songs. I don't know if those songs are old or new, but um, Minds Like song? Minefields and Radio Violence. Do those sound familiar? The first one I think is from one of their newer albums, but the other one I'm not really sure definitely sounds like them yeah yeah and apparently they have like a 10th album in the works too i mean they they're super busy been staying busy forever matt skiba is um he's now blink 182 he's in blink 182 now (laughs) what are your thoughts on that danielle i don't really have any i think that album is really terrible but it also california one it just doesn't have any like creative moments from them so let alone them together because i'm sure the like uh travis mark and matt sitting in a circle making music would be like really interesting right and the the album is so flat and it just didn't really do it for me but i also went in with the mindset that like i'm not gonna like this so i kind of doomed it from the start i do not think california did well but i'm curious um now that they've like gotten to do it like another round together if that album Mm -hmm. nine was good i didn't like it i love blink i fuck i love blink 182 and i just couldn't like there's a couple really catchy songs on california i think like Mm -hmm. i can immediately like think of them in my head and sing them back but yeah uh, there's just no there's no like real substance you know it seems so like i don't want to say forced because it almost seems like not forced at all you know like there was zero effort sort of put into it and (laughs) it was just like eh, you know that um that they didn't actually even write the album that somebody oh interesting from another band that we probably know that i just can't think of right now yeah wrote the album and then like reached out to them to do it and like they had already decided to like bring that into the band or whatever. So yeah. I don't, I could be making this all up, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. And I was just like, well, I don't know. That's why I went into it. And I was just like, well, it's not even like their creative ideas. Like, yes, it's them doing it, which is cool, but yeah. it's like, this it's is not something that you expect from a band like this. Not that there's anything wrong with like having someone else write your music. Oh, you know, course, it happens. Yeah. A lot of pop stars do it. A lot of like hip hop artists do it and stuff, but like you think of a band like this that you know, you, 
they're just like sort of DIY. They were just kids that were playing music together. You sort of expect them to continue to use that same method. Yeah. Justin, you got some info on who wrote that album? Well, so we're, we're talking California, right? What I think the first one, whichever yeah. I'm not. Okay. That was yeah, the yeah. first one that Skiba was on. Yeah, and then and then there was another one called Nine. Which, Nine. That was which, their ninth album. It was their eighth album. That's their fuck them so uh, hard. Right. Wait, is this Blink? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, it's not Alpha Trio. <laughs> right. So uh, it does appear that John Feldman from Goldfinger, okay, was a heavy, um, a heavy influence on. Like he was their producer for that album. He was the first person to work with them since. Longtime producer Jerry Finn, oh, of um, course, yes. had passed away. So they worked with John Feldman, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I don't know, I don't like maybe I know John can be um, pretty involved if you like if he's your producer. He he. I thought you were talking about me. Oh no no sorry sorry. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Um, Dude, relax. But yeah, so I don't know if that's if that's what they were referring to or not. But yeah. anyway, I was just curious if. Uh, yeah. You're a Matt Skiba fan because there's another Matt Skiba project that I had heard called Heavens. Um, yeah. And that was fucking awesome. Like, I, I really like that. Yeah. that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you follow, like, oh, because you have Alkaline Trio, that's the band. But like, Matt Skiba is also like the guy, and you'll follow him to whatever he does. I definitely like have not so much over the last like 10 years. But when Heavens came out, I definitely got into that. Um, he did another like solo project. I think it was like Matt and the Secrets or something. Matt Skiba in the Secrets, yeah. Secrets yeah. with the K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know like Dan's in like this like really wild like powerhouse band. I can't think of the name of it either right now. I probably shouldn't. But uh I just I haven't really like followed them that much over the last 10 years. Just reminiscing on the yeah. on the albums that I do love. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, is there anything I liked that, you know, talking about like the aesthetic of the band, the goddamn it album cover, three clocks, all pointing at the sixes, six, six, six. Yeah. That's right. But also because that's like the time you had to get up for work and would just yell, God damn it. Like, that's right. Yeah. That's the story behind that album title. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's why I mean. like them. Cause it's just like, everything kind of has like a pretty like flat meaning when you look right. at it. It's right there at surface is, level. Like, yeah. But yeah, he does like really. You like his the level of his lyrics are I think are really good. Like he writes really well, and it's not like there are some bands like from this time that I feel like all they use are like literary references. Mm-hmm. And it, like That's now that I, like now that I've read books too, I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay, like like not yeah, that I don't that. not uh, Justin, please forgive me, but Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, I'm sorry. Not Blink-182. Brand new? Brand new does that so much. Mm -hmm. And, like, listening to it now, I'm like, dude, like, I thought you were so smart, and all you're doing is quoting Ernest Hemingway left and right. You know what I mean? Or, like, and it's just like, okay. Like, Taking Back Sunday did it a lot, too. And uh, they were really big on it, too. And I I don't know. Maybe I'm just not familiar with the literary references that, like, Skiba or, like, the Alkaline Trio is, is bringing up. But, like, it was cool to know that it was about him. Like a lot of it was about him being a bike messenger slash having his heart broken, you know, like there's a lot of those sort of elements and a lot of this music that 
we all sort of listen to, because this is very much in the Venn diagram of all the things that we listen, the three of us listen to, like high school and college. I don't really listen to music like this that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle says she listens to a lot of NPR. Justin, he's probably got like four crates worth of records just in like one of the subgenres of pop punk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, there's nothing. I'm not. Uh, yeah. There's anything wrong with no, that. It's just like some people come in and come out of it. You know, like I listen to so much rap right now that like. Uh, it's just like the mindset that I'm in at the moment, but like sometimes I'll just like listen to metal for two months. You know what I mean? It yeah. really, really depends. I'll, All season is very metally. Yeah, it does. It gets more metal. <laughs> now. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'll never forget Danielle. We were in um study together. Right, first transferred to Coventry High School as a junior as well. And um, oh, I think Mr. Savickus was the the guy that was running the study, so he didn't give a shit what we did. So uh, you would tell me a lot about boys night out and alkaline trio so i don't know if you ever get into boys night out at all still listening to them at all um not as heavily but they had that one like shorter ep that i do listen to from time to time because it's just like just fast it's in your face like you need to get up you need to go somewhere and the one right before train train wreck i think or right after train wreck or the the new one that that they put out like black oh oh which is not new anymore it's like 2015 but Gotcha. Oh no, this would have been a long time ago. Oh, yeah. well, it's like I I got you punched me in the face or I got sick or whatever. I I, so I don't remember that, but I I actually I have you know got that record. You have them. Yeah, yeah. you have the exclusive. You have like the clear vinyl. I'm still. Um, I finally found Trainwreck for like a reasonable price. Yeah, but one I one of the best albums of, of really uh, on vinyl. 2000s. Yes, so good. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, the guy didn't take care of it. That's why, I, like, he definitely yeah. misrepresented the grading for what I paid. I paid what it, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I own it now. Yeah, it I have matter. it. So it doesn't matter. I have it. But the, uh, oh, there's Broken Bones and Bloody Kisses. Okay. And then, but I am still looking for Make Yourself Sick on, on vinyl. Which I anyone, think is, like, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you loved that record. I got punched in the face. For sticking my nose, sticking my in, nose in other people's business. Yes, that was right. your song that you'd always tell me to listen to. <laughs> I love that you remember. It's funny, like the the pockets of things that people remember and like bring up now that you know. Yeah. We're getting older. That was a fun study. I, 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 there was like another couple of people. I feel like we had a little pod in the back, and I feel like we had a fun time in that study. I don't know who else. I remember was. having study with you, but I don't remember Mr. Sviskis. I don't remember. He was a chemistry teacher because oh, I yeah. would have failed chemistry because the guy I had was like so bad at teaching. Mr. Springer. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's who horrible, I had. Horrible, yeah. horrible teacher. He was a bad teacher. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to have fun. Yeah, but then, but then would like expect you that you knew all the things in the book. I, whatever, yeah. he's horrible. And so because of Sabicus. I would go to him and during study and be like, can you please teach me chemistry so that I like can understand this? Aww. And he did. And he, and <laughs> he nice. was an excellent, excellent teacher. I like when you uh, think back to high school and you have the good ones and the bad ones, like he, he is really somebody that cared about the kids and was a good guy. We should have a special episode of the podcast where we drag our teachers. I'd love Just that. Make fun of him? I'm so into it. Yeah. Just I am Mr. Out. Booker for two years. I have a few things to say about him. He All right, well, you're, in, you're invited. You can be the first guest on this mini mini-sode. I've got a couple I can mention. I definitely have talked shit about Mrs. Yost before on here. She's a dream killer. <laughs> what was the lady? Oh, I don't remember anybody's name, so it's going to take me a while. 
Oh, I'm gonna have okay. to start this in like a month from now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, we'll start the list now. I'll, I'll call them out right now. I hated both English teachers I had at Coventry High School, Capwell and uh, Baxter. They both sucked and were rude. Okay, this is getting crazy. Uh, okay, all right. I'll start. I had this Mrs. Is- Boyle junior and senior year oh. for English, oh. and she was the best. I actually, I yes. still see her like not very often, but like at least once every couple of years, we'll run into each other. Cause she's just so cool and she does cool things. So. I know some people had a problem with her for some reason, but um, I took what? her for an English. I took her for a film and literature, like like it yes. was like an uh, extra course. I, mm-hmm. I took that class with her too. Oh yeah, it was just film she, and lit. Yeah, film and lit. Yeah, and she was um, she was so into that. So I'm wondering if like maybe I got lucky. Like she was, I got her as a teacher of a class she really liked and didn't have to deal like because it was that extra kind of class, everyone that was there wanted to be there. And so it was like a really engaging. Yeah. But um, she was like, so like detailed and like, like she'd wear like all black every day. And if, if she was like showing a film that day or whatever, like she'd wear a color underneath that, like represented like whatever she felt from that film. And, She'd like wear these like wicked awesome brooches that were like yes. mad vintage and just like yeah. so yeah. cool and I don't know she was just such a cool teacher and I was a shithead growing up I mean I know you both know that but like it was just well, so was I <laughs> she was like I, I'm not that teacher that like sat me down and was like you have so much potential like yeah. stop which is nice like, it's huge yeah 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 it's huge. I definitely agree but she was just so phenomenal and. I don't know. I'm very thankful to have had met her in my time frame. So I'm sorry to the people that you know who didn't like her because she was so awesome. I agree. Yeah, I will say as someone that did not have her for a class, I remember her as being like the person that would yell at us for being in the hallway for too long. So like, Wait, that's you, my picture of her. Are you sure you're not thinking? We can't of- go. De- we can't go down for de- down okay. this road too All much right. further. It's too. It's We're too inside baseball. It is. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. um, so, Danny, is there anything about God Damn It that we have not spoke about that you wanted to make sure got out there? Lyrics, themes, album cover, like the band overall, show stories. Standout tracks, anything like that. So many options. Um, I do think... Or none um, of them. You could just say none yeah, of you those. Could be like, Shut up, None guys. of the above. Yeah. Um, I do like that they stuck with like the same woman artist like who like did all of their like t-shirts all their like um, oh, album cool. designs she did all the photography like their makeup and like before shows she oh. uh, her name's Heather Gable but she um, I definitely think that she deserves a shout out because she's not the trio but she is like so I feel like for me like she if they were the so- alkaline quartet she'd be the fourth name yeah right that's but cool I, yeah, but she like really owned their aesthetic and did a lot of that. And I just loved like a lot of the t-shirts and stuff that they did growing up. Like I wanted like every single design she's ever made to be a tattoo at one point. Like, so I definitely want to give Heather a shout out. She's awesome. That is um, super cool. How much, how much involvement she, she's had. I just yeah, did a quick like, Google search of her. Super awesome. They're just like the, the heart with the skull in it is so dope. Did she design that too? She did. Yeah. That was my so very good. first tattoo because it's that's how much I just a great tattoo. It really is a great tattoo. Like it it's just a great design overall. And yeah, I'm looking at some of like all of the art that she's done for them. And it's dope. Yeah. It's really I love cool. when she does like little girls with like sheep and then like they're holding scissors. Yes. Like <laughs> Yeah, I see that right here. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, uh, it's it's always cool when you have like a unofficial member like that because they're there yeah. for all of it and they capture mm-hmm. the mood so well and um you know 
I could talk about Cirque Survive and <laughs> their sixth member, but you know, it's it's it, it adds so much to have a person like that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's yeah. really cool. Did you know her? Like, did you were you aware of Heather Gable and her role at the time you discovered this album, or is that like much later in life? The for after seeing them for the first time, I went to the Palladium uh, and got to see them when I was like fourteen, and um, she was working the booth. And she had mentioned like, oh, these are my designs. Like, this is what I do with them. And then shortly after Halloween, uh, they did like that live um, Halloween show came out. And that's when I like, I don't know, like really got to like learn who she was and like gotcha. how much, how much important she really does yeah. have to all of them and to the band and stuff. So, but she's wicked. She's just chill. She's also yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. She has, she has some insane music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called right now. It's one word. Uh, but she tours and does some like really wild live stuff. Uh yeah, I'm trying to like quickly find an answer, but it's Yeah, I can't think up. of it right now, but it's like hide or like it's not oh, okay. night something or other, is it? No. no it's just one word, but she, yeah, she just I don't know. Very visual, it's very dark. Uh, but I really like her. Yeah, her Instagram. Her Instagram name is Fuck Love Prophet of Death. That fucking rules. I'm yeah. following her right now just because of that alone. And uh, yeah, she's rad. Um, she's definitely rad. So, so yeah, what do we think? What you know, Danielle? You 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 say you probably haven't listened to it through in in about five years or so. Every once in a while, you hear a track. Um, you know, you mentioned it was your first tattoo, so it's a band that has a lot of influence and a lot of staying power on your life how did you feel about your re-listening to god damn it does it does it hold up i think if the album was dropped in my lap today i would love it it just wouldn't have as much like significance like as much right. as like you know each track reminds me of somebody or a time yeah. frame or like whatever but i definitely think for me it holds up i loved it i probably listen to it a little too loud i feel bad for my upstairs neighbors since i just moved here <laughs> yeah. and they you gotta establish listen. it early establish that dominance early <laughs> well it's like weekend afternoons i feel like are free for for loud music so that's Fucking a. yeah yeah absolutely it's a time and a place for it absolutely but yeah so for me it definitely holds up i'd like uh i'm sorry i'd like to see them again soon hopefully yeah that'd be awesome they right. had to cancel yeah. a tour this year, so yeah. Year. Yeah, bad did you, religion. Did you have plans to go or wow with bad religion? Oh my god. That'd be cool. Wanna come? <laughs> yeah, I will go. I will go to that hundred oh, percent. Because yeah. I will have to say, this is a band that for whatever reason I didn't like listen to that much. And I don't really know why, because like this album I didn't know nearly as much as uh the one that Justin mentioned earlier. Um, from here to infirmary from here to infirmary that one is the one that like i feel like i would listen to the most at the Mm -hmm. time but i never really like stayed with them but like listening back to this and then exploring other things like just like popping around and like watching stuff on youtube of theirs i don't know why they weren't like heavier in my rotation it makes zero sense just because of like yeah like you sort of mentioned the 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 satanic stuff that they're into the 666 like they're wearing black all the time they've got runny mascara it's just like it's fucking awesome and um i would agree this i think this album holds up it's like not something that i'm gonna like listen to all the time but like listening to it is like 35 minutes Mm -hmm. it's so like 
there were not really there were no real tracks that like I thought were slow or like I feel like I had to get through or anything like that. You know, it just like it was to the point and I yeah, I think it ruled. When they were recording the album, it was like the first time Dan had played bass. So there's definitely some moments where like you just hear oh, him sure. in the background, like the yeah. and you're just like, yeah. what is <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, but, I'm not like listening to this like in you know, right. hoping that, that it's gonna be like composed like Beethoven did it or anything. You know? I totally like, get that. Yeah, it was like two th- uh, uh the nineteen ninety eight, right? So like mm-hmm. yeah, how old are these dudes? Not that old, you know. Yeah, I think that's possibly why I, I missed them is that like they were they were already on their third or fourth album by yeah. the time like I was discovering music on my own. And so I, for whatever reason, that has been, been like a thing for me personally, where it's like, oh, I, I wasn't there at the start for some of this. So like I feel too out of the loop to catch up and mm-hmm. um, it's not going to happen for me now. Yeah. So like, which is stupid. What a stupid way to live life as a fucking 14 I get it though. Um, right. But I I think it's a great album. I think it clearly shows a band that has an immense talent and will go on to do nine more albums. And um, true, like it's it was yeah. cool. Like it's funny. It's it's like it sounds like Newfound Glory for me, but like it's clearly like a completely different vein of Newfound. Like yeah, Newfound Glory sounds like them, obviously. But then there's just the way Cringe opens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I you know. I get why Newfound Glory would like go on tour with these guys, you know. Like I, like I can understand that, but it's, but it also very, very good. So it's, it's cool. I definitely think it holds up. Oh yeah, yeah. great uh, first segment. Couple yeah. of hell yeahs to tie it up. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna enter our own kitchens and cook up. Ooh, this is honestly, I'm very excited for this. It's gonna be a little savory, a little sweet. It's gonna be a wild ride. We'll be right back. Do you hate leaving your house during the pandemic, John? Uh, I'm sick of not leaving my house, Justin. Are you, uh, are you pitching like 1950s infomercials? Well, here's the thing. Um, oh, yeah, I'm listening. I, I enjoy getting Butcher Box delivered right to my door because then I don't have to deal with the grocery store at all. So that is a good reason to not leave your house, not go to the grocery store. You don't get frustrated by the people wearing their masks incorrectly or not following the arrows on the, uh, the aisles. Exactly. Absolutely exactly. To be honest, I don't really follow the arrows either. But oh no, you have to follow the arrows. What the fuck? But you know what? If you don't want to deal with people like me who don't follow the arrows, butcherbox.com. Use the code H O L D U P. Wow, we're gonna. Okay, this is the end of the ad because Justin and I need to have a talk. ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com. You go to those websites. You put in our code, H-O-L-D-U-P. You get some fun goodies. You get percentages off your subscription. It's a reason to not leave the house and not see people like Justin. And not see people like me. And, you know, right now, the ButcherBox is uh, is a go. There's no uh, meat shortage concerns by getting ButcherBox like there might be if you go to the grocery store. So check it out. That's something people are encountering, meat shortages. Uh, well, I don't know. It was a thing that people were concerned about at some point. And don't well, we, don't be concerned now. Butcherbox.com, smoothiebox.com. H O L D U P. I didn't know what to do with the gel. Are we back? Are we back? Should I yell we're back? Maybe we should just do put put us back in after that. Like, are we back? Are we, should, should I yell we're back? Are we back? <laughs> and we're back. 
And yeah, so I'm, put, I'm keeping that all in. That's great. I yeah, it'll be funny. Um, okay, I, I didn't know what. So we're so Danny. Don't do we, anything yet. Let's ask our guest. Yeah, what, what do we, we have should do? Yeah, How about yeah, that? Sorry. But you ever done a podcast before? No, I clearly have not. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are back here with Daniel Holland. Earlier in the show, we talked about Alkaline Trios. God damn it. It got check marks from all three of us. We're on to our second segment. Could you please describe to uh, us and the audience what delectable treat we have in front of us here? So today we have a nice American classic grilled cheese with some grape jelly spread on top or grape jam. Yes. And I believe uh, when you told us this was your pick, uh, immediately after you said, it's good, I swear. (laughs) Because it is not necessarily a traditional snack, right? I think it sounds kind of gross. Like if you're just not adventurous or if just maybe like you're like cheese and jam, that's weird. But as an adult, like eating like charcuterie boards and just always having some type of hot pepper jelly around, whether I'm mixing it in a drink or it's going on a sandwich or whatever. I just think that it wasn't until I realized like this was a snack I wanted to do that there is a direct correlation of the way I eat today (laughs) with this specific meal. (laughs) It it immediately struck me as something non-traditional, but then I thought about it for a second and I was like, oh, this is, yeah, it's great. It's grapes and cheese, Mm -hmm. you know? It's 100%. Yeah. Like, and so, uh, yeah, we made grilled, we took a little break. We made grilled cheese. We use craft singles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Craft singles. Cheese. Plasticine cheese. But basically. It, it was funny. You could actually buy at Aldi's. You could get craft brand craft singles. Yeah. They were like $2 more than Aldi brand. And I was like, I, I'm sorry for, you can't. Okay. You know. Uh, now let me ask you something yeah. real quick, Justin. Are you getting a kickback from Aldi? Because I at this point, it's love to. You oh talk God. about Aldi so much. I want to know how much Aldi money you're putting in your pocket, and you know the you're money using... you're putting in your pocket by not going to like the 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 okay, you're big yelling. thing. You're I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so hype. Uh, <laughs> you're not. It's the money you're putting in your pocket is the money you're saving by going to Aldi. You get a cart full of shit like that. It's going to last you a week and a half or whatever. Cost you seventy bucks. That's like that's wild. That's like less good. than half of what it would cost for the same shit at Stop and Chop. So that's the money okay. I'm. That's the money I'm getting back. There you go. Good. I'm glad that we went over that. I'm glad I brought up Aldi. Oh, I'm glad man. I doubled down on it. Um. Okay. So I we made say, grilled cheese. Oh uh, my god. Okay. Sorry, Danielle. Um, when you brought this up, I was immediately psyched. I've never had it, but I I just love the idea of like, this is to me this is like kid food. This is like mm-hmm. such a yeah, absolutely, and, and like I am so, and it's it's kind of not like a prepackaged item, which we have a lot of on the show, and this is like yes, I'm I'm very. It's always interesting to make something yeah. because it, I feel like it's more personal. Yes, right. Absolutely. So, like, um, what you know, what why this? Well, this was uh, oh gosh, I don't remember how old I was when it was first brought up that I could put grape jelly on my grilled cheeses, but my mom just randomly one day was just like, you know what I really liked when I was growing up? I was like, what's that? She was just like, I put jam on my, on my grilled cheese. And I was just like, all right, let's do that. And it was so good. I requested all the time and it was just such a treat. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how old were you? I was young and my parents were still married. So definitely younger than like sixth grade. Okay. Um, and so definitely like, listening to Spice Girls at the time and Hanson and do you think, Hanson. uh, 
was was this like would you eat this like every day you're like not grilled cheese grape no. grape jelly or was this like a saturday afternoon delight you know definitely more of like a saturday afternoon yeah. like when the family was still home or the family was home and like you know after soccer practice or a game or something you'd come home and you get some oh, cheese because okay. i um used to have a butter and banana sandwich growing up um and like but i would have that toasted like, yeah toasted or toasted like okay. peanut butter or just butter i thought uh, it seems like it should be peanut butter but i yes. am thinking back that like i don't think it had i think it was just like straight up like butter and banana like like you know whatever and then it would get like kind of like fried like a grilled cheese a little bit like we just did and it was like i remember loving that but i it was also like became a thing i would eat daily yeah yeah, so I just was no. curious if this was like this was more of a this is more of a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. Do we have enough like grape jelly on on this? Like, do we like how how much grape jelly should be on this? Should we be able to like see the bread at well, all? I just I think that like you know less is more, so just like a nice little thin layer on nice top. Nice little just thin to layer. Kinda... Got it. Right. Well, we're gonna. I just start don't want it in. like like I'm a weirdo and I hate like chunks of things. Like, gotcha. So if it's like a huge bite and it's like all jam, like. Yeah, that'd be too much. I wasn't sure if at first, like, um, you know, if someone wants to have a bite while I, you know, feel free to have a bite. But I wasn't sure if this was, like, going to be a thing where, like, oh, you got to put the grape on the inside or you got to get it on both sides or you dip in the jar. Like, I I wasn't sure the... Oh, dip in the jar. Yeah, I wasn't sure how, like... I'm a dipper, but I think it's just not a super dippable item. doesn't really stick, so you got to spread it on. Yeah, I feel like it's going to slide right off. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. Yeah. i glad you like it. Uh, it's so good. I haven't it, had this in forever. It is like really, at least my my ratios are very good. They're like, I need more I need more jelly. I need more jam. I need more grape on mine. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think I have, like I get it at the end. And it's mm-hmm. like. Maybe it's the type of bread that I'm using too. It's a little bit thicker. It's not like, um, I almost feel like this would. Like the best type of version of the, uh, I feel like is like just like a, like a, a normal white bread, like a store brand white mm-hmm. bread, and then basic craft singles and like the most basic jam. I like we had bread in the house. It's like some oatmeal bread or something. It's fine, but I feel like if I had less bread, the bread's a little bit thicker. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like bougie bread. You know, <laughs> if it was less bougie, I feel like it'd be like it'd be better. You know. Um. I have to really give props to... All right, so now that we're recording, we're back. I went to go do this with um, my hot dog buns because that's where... Like we mentioned in the beginning, I'm moving and I wasn't trying to buy a whole loaf of bread. Right. So we're using what we have. And so I had these hot dog buns. And I I don't know what I was planning to do, but um, I pulled out the bag. My girlfriend, like she could just tell that I had no idea what I was going to be doing. And so she, she she took over and she cut... The, she cut two um, hot dog buns in half, and then that's what I have like going on. And it honestly, it's delicious. Like mm-hmm. I would recommend the hot dog, white bread, grilled cheese, anytime. Who knew? You know, just like just gonna give a shout out to Elise real quick. Not only for putting up with you from day to day, but like for just really helping the podcast. And I mean, what a saint! Honestly, she is. She is. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be without her. But you'd be friggin' like chopping, you'd be cutting up cheese with scissors and putting it in between. I was just gonna say, 
the damn hot listen, dog bun and then you'd be I like squeeze this, I want to be very clear. I would have kept the hot dog bun intact and put yep. cheese in it like a hot dog and then like just kind of like pressed it on each side. Wait, would yeah, you have like push it down? Would you have yeah. kept the cheese like in a square? Or would you at least like folded it up I or rolled like, it up? I would have like kind of like folded it a little. Okay. It's still I'm still not convinced because the way that you even thought about how you would fold it was like really like yeah. you so I, I kind of wish there was a timeline where you where Elise didn't save your ass, <laughs> you know, just so that oh, we could have seen what that was Here's how like. I was envisioning making this situation. It was going to be the hot dog bun, and then I was going to let the cheese, like, you know, kind of roll in there, and I was going to, like, stick it on the stove, on the frying pan, and try to get it all to melt. And then I basically was going to, like, jelly the inside of the cheese and just kind of, like, squish it together, and <laughs> it seemed like it would be perfect. It'd be like a grilled cheese grape jelly taco made on a hot dog bun. I like this jelly the inside of the cheese idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to put it in next time instead of on top. Uh, Danielle, when was the last time you had a treat like this? Oh, gosh. Uh, I had to have been a teenager. I mean, I've eaten combinations of cheese and jams and grapes since, but this combination I haven't had in forever, especially like craft Singles. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of this package. I thought about buying ham Same. and just like making sandwiches for the people that stand on the corner, you know. But oh, well, you're, you know, this is time and again. You're, you know, let's just say you're a great person. Thank you. That's very yeah. sweet. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I was also like concerned about having craft singles in the house, um, but concerned. But I've since hold on, hold on, hold on. One person's gonna do something like nice with them, like you know. And what are you concerned because you're gonna eat a bunch of them or something? Well, it's just like it's not not what I want to have in the house. Like I wouldn't yeah. otherwise yeah. eat it. But now that yeah. they're there, I've had three pieces just as snacks since they've so been in the house. I have contemplated, that like I've happen. opened the fridge and looked at it and was just like, just try like a, like a, just a slice straight up. You love that shit as a kid. And yeah. I literally, like my stomach is like, I'm not going to take that. So no. <laughs> yeah. It catches your eye too. It's like that color that when you open the fridge, like or the cheese drawer, you're like, oh, look at that, that <laughs> orange yellow, you know? Um, it was so funny yeah. as a kid. Did you guys have like a strong preference towards the color of your cheese? No. Um, I think I only ate like Landa Lake's American sliced cheese from the deli counter as a kid. I was a lot more picky when it comes to food as a kid. My dad is very picky and my brother is very picky. And I feel like I was just picky by by association. But as soon as I stopped living with them, I was like, no, I'll try because now I'll try like I'll try anything, you know. Oh. Um, my dad and my brother still do not try anything whatsoever. My mom is a little bit more of a an adventurous eater, but yeah, no, white cheese, that was it, you know, as a kid. That was, you know, going back to the deli counter with Mr. Blinkhorn, that was the only... Uh, Mr. Yeah. Well, he's a Mr. now. Um, <laughs> I I would only have the, uh, into the that white room. American cheese. That's, like, what we bought. But occasionally, like, yeah. they'd be out of white Land Lakes, and my mom would get, like, the orange Land Lakes. Uh-huh. And um, as a kid, gross, disgusting. I hate everything about this. I don't want yeah. it. Might as well throw it away. Well, to compare craft singles versus the Land Lakes, like white. Yeah, and is that spice. cheddar? Is 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 gonna is the orange I, Land Lakes gonna be cheddar or? No, it's just I, it's just like Land Lakes. It, ta- it tastes oh. exactly the same. Interesting. Um, because I, I, John, I don't know if you remember, but I, I have an affinity for um the burgers that are served at my parents' Fourth of July party because. There's a certain, there's a lot of toppings that you don't normally get to have. And so there's orange cheese 
and there's shredded lettuce, and that to me is Shut like... Shut up. Shut the fuck up about the shredded lettuce. Listen. Stop trying to make shredded lettuce a thing. I love shredded lettuce. Best condiment. <laughs> uh, so anyway... Oh, like on condiment. a burger? Shredded lettuce on a burger? Yeah. 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 So yeah. messy. Like, where is it going besides out? <laughs> well, great point, Danny, uh, Danielle. But what you need to have is uh, a big bun. Okay. That's fair. Because fast. many times... 2020 big buns are in. Especially when... <laughs> <laughs> The uh, like cookout uh, style burger buns, they're they, they they don't even hold the burger patty. They like the burger patty itself is already over the edge, and sure. that yeah. you know if that's happening, you're right. Your shredded lettuce in really any of your toppings are coming right out. They're right out. But you get a nice Khaleesi, you know, sesame seeds bigger than the burger, and there's room for things to like sit on this. Oh, it's great. <laughs> but anyway, that's when this the only time I like got accustomed to orange cheese was like on a burger. At Fourth of July, that was like that was the only time it was good, and now it's like I don't know. Like I have no idea what a craft single is. It's definitely different than like getting a piece of American cheese from the deli counter, but it must be the same. Yeah. It's literal trash food. That's, it's trash food. It's just it's pasta scene. Yeah, it's. Oh, so it's just it's even worse than American cheese. Absolutely, Got yeah. it. worse. It's like, um, is it like the Velveeta cheese you get when you like make mac and cheese from that yellow box and you squirt out the gunk? I don't even know. Like, I feel like it might be closer to like cheese whiz. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say like Velveeta cheese is like elevated over yes. crafts, but like yes. maybe we're on that like nacho cheese, like, like shitty nacho cheese. Like, not really. Yes. Like Got a it. shitty queso dip <laughs> slash cheese whiz slash yeah. Craft singles, that's all sort of like the same. It's like 10% dairy, 90% plastic, you know, with like calcium added. And some and color. Like, and some color, yeah. <laughs> some red 40 and yellow 30. Uh, Love it. That's uh, my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Danielle, you sort of mentioned that like, you know, having this as a kid and then growing up and like, you know, refining your palate a little bit more, right? And having like charcuterie boards or something. So... What, like, in 2020, you know, charcuterie board, what, what, you know, what are, like, the top three or four things you're putting on that, on that bad Larry? Ooh. Well, any type of, like, gorgonzola cheese or blue cheese, like. Okay, so that's the go-to Like, cheese. number that's one. Like, like no. I'll eat that for dinner sometimes. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, jam, uh, hot pepper jam. Ooh. Yeah, I love a like, jalapeno jam or another hot pepper in a jam. My mom's so friend makes the best jalapeno jam. She like oh, she's so cute. It. She like grows the, the jalapenos herself. Oh, oh hell yeah! Season. So you know those jars are coming soon. That's but, cool. um Yeah, so that's delicious. But on the plate, it's just like it always has to be like one cheese, one fruit, a jam, and then like something either like spicy or a nut or like gotcha. that's it's just any combination of that. But yeah, always, always, I always have a block of blue cheese, and it's why I'm a failed vegan over and over. Just because. Not blue that's cheese dressing thing. or anything, yeah. just like because that's yeah. actual I think it's trash. But yeah, like the, yeah, the hard, the hard good. Yeah, stuff. I don't love blue cheese dressing either, but blue cheese itself is like yeah, next level. I yeah. um, I recently had a a bacon jalapeno cheddar block. That was pretty good. Was it Yancey's? Mm, it Did it have like these. a wax on the outside? No, I. Oh, didn't. oh I'm sorry. It was yeah, all these. It was from all these. Oh my god! <laughs> it was really good. It, that sounds great. They have great cheese spread there. Do they have good cheeses there? Really? Well, I mean, I, I enough to like make a charcuterie board that you're going to eat for like, you know, 
kind of casually. I, I would. Aren't all the stores like mad small? Um, they're getting better. So, oh my god, better, better is the word he so, uses. So, the original one that I used to go to in Bedford was a bit rough. I, I, I didn't, um, I there didn't enjoy it. I didn't think the aisles were large enough for the people. Why did I think I was going to get a simple yes or no answer? I don't know. My own fault. That's right. And so they've not on this number one hot topic. They've renovated (laughs) it. All the produce got like really good quality. So that's why I don't go there because 90% of my shopping is produce and why like I just couldn't leave there with anything like maybe a couple of good peppers and some bananas. But like besides that, they didn't really have a lot of option. I don't, I don't know when the last time that was. Oh, it was a long time ago now. At so least five I, years ago. They've really, they've really stepped up their game. Because I used to have to go to the stop and shop next door and get my produce. Um, but now... Now this is like anti-stop and shop propaganda. Pro, it's, it's pro Aldi anti-stop and shop now. I, I, nothing against stop and shop. Um, right. So anyway, then I went to an Aldi's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. over oh God, Like last weekend. Wow. That was what a delight. That's Holy the parking shit. lot. You know, it's always nice too when you go to a grocery store. And the parking lot is optimized. For- yeah, bro, because you live in Boston, so like everything, everything has to be mad. Yeah, small. but even in Rhode Island, Trader Joe's, for example, a requirement to open a Trader Joe's is like, oh, is this parking lot extremely shitty and inconvenient? Right, yeah. let's open it up. I've heard that about Trader Joe's everywhere. Yeah, like no matter nationwide. Where That's you go. such a funny correlation, but it's true. I have. I've heard that multiple places that their parking is always atrocious. Yeah, it, it's like they they think they're like not as popular as they are, so they like don't care about traffic flow as part of like where they decide to set up shop. Yeah. And it's like you really got. Oh, it's so important. Yeah. So anyway, the the Portsmouth Aldi's. I, you know what they had Portsmouth, there? New Hampshire yeah, Aldi. Yeah, you know what they had there? Um, it was an Aldi find here today, gone tomorrow special, and. Let me tell you, oh, those were definitely going to be gone God. the next day. Mac and cheese frozen pizza. And it was fucking awesome. It was so good. It does sound good. It, it really was. Like, I, I don't know when the last time I had mac and cheese was, but I was just like, honestly, for $3.50 or whatever, $4, I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm definitely going to try this. And it was like really freaking good. So Mac and cheese was like the topping option? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Was there traditional pizza cheese on it? And was there sauce on it? There was no sauce. It was like... um. So it's kind of like you're just like using it's like a white uh, pizza. Yeah, you're using crust to put mac and cheese to in deliver mouth. mac and cheese to yeah. you. Yeah, but it might still... have a problem with like the double carb situation, like the a lot like pasta on heavy. bread. Like, um, yeah, I generally yeah. He still loved it. He's loved it. <laughs> I yeah. I, I mean, I love this. I would generally. It's see as a kid. The problem was as a kid. Oh, mom, I like this. So now she'd get it every time, and I'd eat it two or three times like she'd get a couple of them and i'd eat two of them a week and it's like that's fucking crazy but now okay i had it once i'm gonna talk about it and i'm probably never gonna have it again because like Mm -hmm. it's really bad for you but it was really fun yeah it seems like it seems fun yeah yeah especially because like i mean you were away right like you were away from home right spending some time away from your quarantine hole that you've been in for the past six months and you're like hell yeah i'm gonna treat myself yeah which that's great we just quarantined in another house Except we got to see the water. Yeah, no, that's so. I, I'm thinking about doing the same thing in a couple weeks. Just going and like just driving up to the mountains somewhere and quarantining there oh, for yeah. a couple of awesome. weeks or it's a very long nice. weekend or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, this was a delightful meal. I will actually yeah, probably I, have this again. I was really that's yes. awesome. Yeah, this was really good. You're gonna have to use up those singles anyways. Well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, what did we? What did we? Danielle, do you think it holds up? Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to eat the other half after this. <laughs> me too. And I, I like it makes me want to go and get like I haven't had a good spicy jam with like cheese and some crackers in a while. It makes me want to. I mean, it's maybe like the perfect Sunday afternoon snack tomorrow is a charcuterie board. So yes, yeah, treat yourself. Great, ins- great inspiration. You guys do crackers uh, on your charcuterie board? Definitely. Most of the time, I do crackers or like a like a baguette cut up. You know, with like Ooh. so like you get like little crustinis or something like that. Uh, that's oh, always yeah. a good treat. Yeah, that's some nice. sort of starch on there. Love it. I like a, I like pickles or like pickled peppers too, or little mm-hmm. gherkins on there. You know. Depends on how big the cutting board is. The cutting board's big, man. You can get like eight ingredients on there, you know? I bought a huge one specifically because Hell yeah. you just need yeah. well, I use I usually every October have um it's a wine and cheese. It's it's called a wine and cheese banger because it's usually like forty or fifty people in like one apartment. Oh, and we dope. just like line the apartment with charcuterie boards. We've done it a few years, but um I'm definitely not doing it at this apartment. Yeah. There's like kids that live upstairs and stuff. So but um, I like every year, like we just had to get bigger and bigger boards. So now I have, I personally own this one. That's like basically a table and it's just perfect. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. You got to get one with its own little folding out feet, you know, so you oh, can yeah. just like, yeah. It's, yeah, maybe I'll modify this one and get some legs that just swing out. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, Danielle, thank you for coming on and yes, sharing thank this. You for- treat with us this was uh really nice really great yeah, it was. Enjoyed. that makes me yeah. happy but i was like nervous about telling you i actually told uh matt rainsaw i was just like because we just happened to be meeting up with a few friends and uh yeah i was like is it weird to do this and he was just like no that actually sounds pretty good and i was just like all right i like yeah. texted john like 20 minutes later <laughs> it's just like this is what i want to do <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. um because like we've had only a few of these like like food like true like a dish or like something that was like unique yeah. um like we did a tuna casserole. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yep. Yeah. We did. Um, <laughs> what was the the? Uh, we, it was like a mac and uh, it was like a grilled cheese breakfast. Yes, but it was the something the or cheese other. puff thing. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Scott Hamilton from work. He uh, it's uh, a piece of white bread uh, microwaved with a piece of cheese on top of it, and then you and uh, with ketchup. Then you roll it into like a yeah. uh, like a kind of like a cheese doodle puff thing, and then you dip that in the ketchup. Yeah. And it was just like, so, you know, it's just like interesting to get that sort of like extra insight because not that it's not fun to eat all the little Debbie snacks. Cause I, honestly, I'm like zebra cakes still to this day. I'm like, they're so good. Zebra yeah. cakes, it's the you know only I mean? like treat I liked as a kid. Like I'd always switch my little Debbie hostess stuff with my brother and get his fruit. But if there was zebra yeah. cakes, there's no way I'm trading. <laughs> it just seems to be more story behind something like this, something more homemade, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, We'd love to have you back sometime soon, especially for the the episode where we're going to drag our former teachers. And, um, you know, you did bring up Spice Girls a couple of times and we have never done Spice World or any of those albums. That's a good movie. I remember watching that movie like in seventh or eighth grade. In the theater. I actually went and saw it in the theater. And that was like such a big deal because we had our little like bonbon pop things and like the girls come out and they're like eating the same pop and my friend and i were like are we in this it's big it's big oh it was so fun oh. but thank you so much for having me i really do appreciate it i also no, like no uh, your shirt john i had to give that a shout out thank you yes kill your masters absolutely 
Wow, Justin, very cool. Um, you can check out our podcast on all the social medias. We are at The Hold Up Podcast everywhere except for Twitter, where we are at The Hold Up Cast. Please check out our sponsors, Butcher Box and Smoothie Box. Give us a phone call, 401-236-5170, and leave us ratings and reviews wherever you find your podcast. Daniel Holland, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Anything you need to hype? Um, anything you want to yeah, shout anything out? Anything you want to plug or let the world know about? The floor is yours. Um. Well, I think uh, not to end on a somber note, but we definitely got to give a shout out to RBG and all the things okay, that yeah. she's she's yeah. done for you know for us in our in my lifetime. And I don't Absolutely. know, not to get emotional, but I just definitely think that I wanted to be cheeky and say something, whatever. But I just think it's so important to just mention, like, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, a true powerhouse, like, through her entire life, breaking down barriers, and um, the world is a slightly darker place without her. And hopefully we can fill that void with some sort of positivity. Because, yeah, she, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I always sort of knew of all of the great things that she did, but just reading about it more and more and just, like, really seeing. The layers I mean, and. There's repression with there's plenty of repression today in 2020 with like women versus men in like in job in job fields and like going through college and stuff and the shit that she did, damn, true boss, Absolutely. absolute boss. Yeah, so you gotta give her a shout out. But thank you for giving me the time to do that. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, catch y'all on the next one. Bye. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs>